Hello, beautiful people. We are back. Last week, we started talking about how to maintain purity and sexual integrity in a Christian relationship. And I'm not talking about no little play, play, play Christian. I'm talking about real believers. So if that ain't you, this ain't a conversation for you. You will be mad at me listening to this, okay? But if you're really trying to honor God in dating, this is for you. So Last week, we talked about establishing clear boundaries, accountability, and avoiding tempting situations. And so if you didn't hear that, go back, listen to listen to part one. But thank y'all so much just for jumping in here and being with me again. I am just so thankful that God's allowed me to use my story for his glory. And I really do pray every time I talk to you guys that you would glean something where you can honor God even in your dating relationship. And so let's hop into it. So number four, we're going to talk about pray. I let my girl know that when we had this conversation, she got to get get, get a, pr- a stronger prayer life. You can't be out here weak in prayer. You don't know how to pray. You got to pray. You got to pray and ask Holy Spirit to help you resist temptation. And so you can't walk this thing out by yourself. So stop trying to. Stop walking on the island. You've got rid of all your friends and now you don't pray. That's crazy. You need to keep your friends around you and you better learn how to pray. And so you got to get into your secret place. And seek God's guidance and strength through prayer. And so you can even pray together as a couple. Now, I'm not talking about all that deep stuff. So don't be going too deep with this person. But just both of y'all need to make it a part of your prayer life where you're both praying for wisdom and asking God just to help y'all navigate this, this, this time where y'all can honor each other. I want when you date, this is what it should look like in all honesty. I know a lot of us have gotten kind of twisted up by what the world's shown us and what culture says. And we've actually adopted a lot of the worldly ways of dating, which is so not not healthy for the church. We got to stop pulling madness out the world and bringing it into our church, okay? And so a lot of times we we cross boundaries. We we be boyfriend, girlfriend for four, five, five, six, seven, eight years. We start pulling in culture and we never stop to ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, God, is this how you want me to date? And so you got to make that a, 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 I guess, make it a part of your everyday. God, is this who you want me to date? God, am, am I dating that? Is this dating honoring you? He needs to be a part of the conversation. Because guess what? If God's not a part of your dating, I highly doubt he'll be part of your marriage. And if he's not a part of your marriage, you are putting yourself in line for divorce and devastation, okay? So let's keep going. Number five, I encourage you to make sure you in your word, you got to be a woman of the word, meaning you got to know what the Bible says about premarital sex. Know what the Bible says and the examples given in scriptures. There's not like a black and white in scripture about dating because dating is not honestly not a thing in, in biblical times. They literally were like, that's your wife. Let's get married. And so I finally believe too, in the believers world and kingdom, we don't date to play with each other. We date to mate. Meaning, I'm not dating you just to have fun with you. Because number one, I'm not going to play with somebody who God takes serious. I'm not going to, you know, be out here wasting your time, resources, energy when you need to be accomplishing and fulfilling the mission that God's put on this person's life and you distracting them from it. I will not be calling that. And granted, I was, I ain't going to lie. But I want to encourage you to Don't play with somebody. If you don't have an intention or desire or you can't see yourself marrying them, you need to vacate. And while we there, 
we need to stop allowing these. I'm just going to say it. You got to stop allowing people to mishandle you. They mishandling you. Anytime they're willing to date you all that time. And I'm not saying y'all got a plan or if y'all talked about it, where it's like, we need to finish college or we need to do certain things or he needs to go overseas or you go overseas or whatever it looks like. I'm not talking about that type of stuff. What I'm talking about, this person is treating you like an option, treating you like one of his options. He's always telling you, well, I got to pray about it. Well, I got to do this right here. But you always seeing him like, like it, it's, it's hard to really explain this. I don't really know how to say it, but I'm just going to put it like this. I've seen it where women have been led on for years. And this man, once he finds what he's looking for, which wasn't her in the beginning, he marries the next woman in less than a year. After wasting four to three to th- three to five years, this other woman's life. And she's left brokenhearted because she was hanging on to the false hope that some type of way this thing would work out. May that not be you in Jesus' name. May you seek God and ask God, Lord, show me if this person's leading me on. And then you act, you act up, you act on that insight, on their revelation. If God show you this person just playing with you and you keep continuing to be played with, that's your fault. So when God reveals to you, this person's not taking you serious, this person's playing with you, this person's leading you on, be strong enough to pick your head up and walk off, okay? Let's keep going. Number six, you got to, um, sorry, number five, uh, we talked about being in your word. Number six, you got to start seeking counsel and support groups. So you need to have a supportive community around you. So not only you have intimate accountability, you need a supportive uh, group or somebody to hold you accountable, okay? The next one is you got to stay focused on the future. You got to remember, keep in mind, just because you're dating, that don't mean this is him. Because guess what? You single till you're married, okay? And so you have to remember that the ultimate goal of Christian dating is to discern whether this person is a potential spouse. That's the goal. That's the goal. Can I bear with this brother for the rest of my natural life? Because divorce is not an option, okay? Can I, as a woman, I'm speaking to women right now, can you see yourself coming underneath his leadership? Is he a good leader or is he just cute? <laughs> Can you? Are you willing to give up all your dreams, all your goals, all your hopes, all your desires, if God calls you to do that, to follow this man and to raise up a family? Because guess what? I wanted to be the super powerhouse lawyer and entrepreneur, and I was working really hard to get that done. And I got married, and y'all, hmm, I had to give that up. I had to give it up. And it was so hard. It, it, I'm still in the process of getting, giving it up right now. It's one of the hardest things I had to do in my life because we're taught, a lot of us, especially in America, we're taught to go get it, to to be this this powerful woman. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like almost like we lost the the excitement that comes with becoming a wife and a mother. It's like we, we love the wedding, but the work of marriage, the sacrifice of marriage, the cost of being someone's wife, being a helper, what that looks like. It ain't no joke. Ain't nothing to be played with. And so you need to make sure that even though he cute, fine, and all that right there, that's cute. Is this person worth you being his wife? Could you follow them for the rest of your life? And if you fall into sexual sin and emotional stuff, 
it'll be hard for you to see that until you end the marriage. And once you end the marriage, you, you can't just walk out like that. Like it's not that easy. Okay. And so make sure you stay focused on finding out, asking those questions, those important questions. Okay. And then you want to also um, practice self-control. This is an opportunity for you to practice self-control. That's another reason why sexual purity is so important because if you can't control yourself while dating, you ain't going to control yourself while married, okay? Hear me out. If you can't abstain while you single with this person, you can't own a guy with your body while you while y'all single together. It's gonna You're going to probably experience some some dishonor in your marriage, okay? I'm just saying that I've seen it where women, they've dated these guys and guys seem godly, very strong, but he's had a porn addiction, okay? And the lady would compromise a bit, let him touch on her. They touch on each other. They cross boundaries. And, and she was thinking like, hey, once we get married, he'll be able to have sex with me openly. It'll be great. No. He now can have sex with you, and that's something he's conquered. And that's something he's he, that he's gifted as a husband. But this man is still struggling with pornography, still struggling with masturbation, even in marriage. So marriage is not a fixer, okay? Marriage just exposes who you are. And so if you can't have self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit, while you're single, you ain't going to have it when you marry, okay? So let's keep going. You want to make sure that y'all are self-controlled in every area. The next one we talked about is you want to avoid sexual content. Y'all don't need to be watching nothing explicit, okay? Because watching all that explicit stuff, listening to that explicit music, it's just opening you up for the enemy to, to send intrusive thoughts. And send intrusive pictures. And you'll find yourself struggling. And so watch what you're watching, okay? And lastly, I talked about how if you must make a mistake and cross boundaries, you got to repent and forgive yourself and ask the Lord what he have you to do with this relationship, okay? And so that's what we talked about. And I really hope that you guys are blessed by this. I would love to hear from you, hear what you think about it, hear what you thought, all that wonderful stuff. And I'm just thankful. And I can't wait for y'all to start getting married and y'all share with me how this podcast possibly impacted you in the smallest way. But I love y'all. Let's pray us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, and we submit ourselves, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We desire to raise up the standard in Christian dating. We desire, God, to just really please you in all that we do, including dating, including friendships, including every little thing we do, because we love you, Lord. God, I ask you just give these ladies strength to endure. God, I ask you just to touch their hearts, all those who are mourning, who are sad, who feel hopeless and lost. Lord, I ask that you just would touch them, oh, Father. You just will show them, Lord, that you have a beautiful end in mind. You have a hope and a future for them, oh, God, and it is good. God, I ask you just to allow them just to grow in, in what and grow in trusting you and that you just will begin to show them, Lord, your heart for them and you will lead them and they will have ears to hear and eyes to see and they will follow you all days of their life. God, you just, you just will help them just to focus on Jesus, not on what's going on around them, not on who's dating who, who's doing what, but they just will focus on fulfilling the assignment in their life. And when you're ready for them to be, be married or or start dating, you make it so clear to them, Father, that they would 
not make a mistake, that they would know this is from you. God, I pray all these things. I love you. I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all so much.